Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the JMSN Sportscast. I'm your host, Jack Martin, here with James Ferrante. Hello. And throughout this episode, we will be talking NBA trades, Super Bowl, and debating the top five starting pitchers and first basemen in the MLB. Let's get into it. First segment up for today, NBA trade. Some huge ones going down this week. KD, Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns. James, what do you think? Yeah, that was a huge trade. Spencer Dinwiddie back to the Nets. He did pretty good last night. What do you have to say about it, Jack? Um, so I think it's a great deal, uh, which I, I didn't realize at first. It was a four-team deal. Here are the official details. The Suns received Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. The Nets received Mikal Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Juan Pablo Vallette, a 2023 first-round pick from Phoenix, a 2025 first-round pick from Phoenix, a 2027 first-round pick from Phoenix, a 2028 first-round pick swap from Phoenix, a 2028 second-round pick from Milwaukee, 2029 first-round pick from Phoenix, 2029 second-round pick from Milwaukee. The Bucks received Jay Crowder. And the Pacers received George Hill, Serge Ibaka, and Jordan Dewara, along with three future second-round picks and cash considerations. James, uh, any comments? That was a pretty big trade, that's certain. <laughs> yeah, it must have taken a lot of people to put this together. I mean, there is at least 15 different components to this trade, so... Joe Sy and the new Phoenix Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, um, they really got some work done. Um, So, James, any predictions for the West? Like, do you think any, what do you think about the Suns? Um, I don't know. I feel like they're either going to be a very good team or they're not going to do too well. Yeah, when you but, think about it, sorry, continue. No, that's really all. All right, um, when you think about it, they have four superstars on the team. They got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton. I think they could be a real threat in the West. Um, moving on to another trade, Kyrie. Uh, trade request out of the Brooklyn. Uh, ended up getting traded to the Mavericks. Uh, James, any thoughts? Yeah, that was another Big trade for the Nets. I don't know what they were thinking this year, but two of their their two best players actually are now gone. But what do you have to say about it, Jack? Um, yeah, I mean, so your three superstars who you're trying to build around, you traded in the last what three or last like year. I, it's just crazy in my opinion. Um, official details on that trade: the Mavericks got Kyrie Irving and Marquise. Morris for from the Nets, and the Nets got Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, 2029 first-round pick, and two future second-round picks. Um, not a great package for Kyrie, but you know what? The Nets got to do what they got to do. They He needed to be out of that team, and they got him out. Um, they could have had a real dynamic trio with Harden, Durant and Irving, but never, really nothing ended up going their way. Everyone's either hurt, uh, suspended, or whatever. Um, so yeah, not 
the Nets did not do well this past, these past couple years. Um, an, another star, um, Russell Westbrook, traded out of the Lakers to the Utah Jazz. James, what do you think? Yeah, it's about time the Lakers got rid of him. He was not meant to be on the Lakers, and you could tell when he was playing, he was awful. Uh, he was he was not that bad. He was a lot less than you expected him to be. That's true. That's true. Um, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook probably people would have thought that would have been good. It just really never worked out for them. Um, details on the trade: Lakers received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Timberwolves received Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander Walker, a 2024 second round pick. 2025 second round pick and a 2026 second round pick. And then the Jazz received Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, and a 2027 first round pick. Um, so it was a decent trade for all teams. A uh, three team deal with the Jazz, Timberwolves, and Lakers. Um, and the Lakers just needed to get Westbrook off. I think they'll be a better team without them. And also, they've made some huge acquisitions this um trade deadline too so overall Lakers great job just great um another star traded to the Lakers Rui Hachimura um early in the season or early in the trade deadline um traded January 23rd Lakers got Rui Hachimura well the Wizards got Kendrick Nunn conditional 2028 second round pick and a 2029 second round pick. James, any thoughts? Not really. He's seen him a couple times and he's pretty good, but he hasn't stood out that much yet. Uh, I have to agree with that. Um, he was a pretty good player as a rookie, but never really one of those superstars. Like always a solid player, but never one of those names you'd see everywhere, like Ja and Luca and. Um, obviously not LeBron James level. Um, Kyrie, um, I don't know, you name it, Devin Booker. So he has the potential. He just hasn't reached that yet. But I think he has a chance to do that with the Lakers. Um, last trade we're gonna talk about. Sorry if we missed any important ones, but Patrick Beverly traded to the Magic. James, what do you think? Yeah, he's. I'm pretty sure he's getting pretty old, but he's still a really good player, and he has been for most of his career, but it wasn't, it wasn't a bad trade. Yeah, um, four-team trade, and the Nuggets, on this is February 9th, Nuggets received Thomas Bryant, Lakers received Mo Bamba, Devon Reed, and a second-round pick, Late, uh, the Clippers received... Bones Highland, and the Magic received Patrick Beverly, 2024 second-round pick, and cash considerations. So, big four-team trade there. Uh, Mo Bamba, great player for the Magic this season. Uh, hopefully, he can t continue that with the Lakers. Thomas Bryant, former Laker, uh, stepped in when AD was hurt, and I think he's done a great job. Uh, so, now the Nuggets will get him with Jokic, and it'll be a great team. Uh, James, any last thoughts? Mm, nope. Alright, uh, that'll be about it for this segment. Uh, let's get into the next one.
starting off the second segment, we're going to be talking all about the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday, the 12th, Chiefs versus Eagles in Glendale, Arizona. James? Yeah, it's going to be a good one, maybe, unless the Eagles just destroy the Chiefs, which might happen. Or it could be the other way around. The Chiefs do have what it takes to beat them, but... They just have to play really good. Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes, his ankle does seem better. We don't know for sure. But um, his he said after practice this week um, his ankle has been better, and he will definitely play 100%. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, Eagles, I so personally, I... I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I think the Eagles are going to win, though. James, anything? That is the same for me. I think I think that the Chiefs, they can definitely win, but the Eagles are just, I don't know, they're just a lot better this year. Yeah, um, Chiefs' defense needs to step up. The Eagles have the number one pass defense in the NFL. The Chiefs have the number one pass offense. So it's going to come down to the Eagles' offense and the Chiefs' defense, along with the Chiefs especially stopping the run. Uh, Miles Sanders has been incredible this season for the Eagles, and the Chiefs got to stop him. But they also got to be wary of players like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who are superstar wide receivers that could completely turn this game in the Eagles' favor. Um, Jalen Hurts, he's a really good quarterback, who can run? He can run the ball, and the Chiefs' defense has to be able to contain that running. They need to get a couple sacks in there, do whatever they can to stop Jalen Hurts from escaping the pocket and on a third and ten, getting picking up 20 yards, James. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts has just been insane this year, and the Chiefs got to try and stop him. And... Just the whole Eagles team has been insane this year. Speaking of Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, earlier today, um, or I guess last night, Patrick Mahomes was named NFL MVP for his contri- contributions to the Chiefs and their playoff run. Um, Jalen Hurts finished runner-up with Josh Allen coming in third. Um I think Patrick Mahomes deserved it, and if Jalen Hurts did not get out, like, uh, wasn't injured the pat the last couple games of the regular season, he would have won MVP. Um, but Jalen, er, sorry, uh, Patrick Mahomes even fought through injury to get to where he is at this point, and I think he completely deserves it. Um, so pretty much. Um, that seems to be about it. Um, we'll do predictions. Uh, James, and what are your predictions? Um, I'm predicting that the Eagles win 21 to 27. All right. Um, again, I want the Chiefs to win, but... The Eagles just seem like a way better team. Um, they have the defense. They have they have the offense. 
the Chiefs have the offense. Their wide receivers are ha- been they've been having some trouble. Or they they just don't have the caliber of wide receivers that they have had the past couple years. And their defense is really good, but they need to step it up for sure in the Super Bowl. Um, I'm picking the Eagles win. I'll go 28-20. And, um, James, any final thoughts? Uh, nope. I think that's about it. Oh, one more thing to mention. The, the Kelsey brothers facing off in the Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles center Jason Kelsey and, uh, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey are brothers, and they're the first brothers to be playing in this against each other in the Super Bowl. James, what do you think about that? That's pretty crazy. I mean, both of them are pretty good. Travis Kelsey's amazing has been amazing this year in the past couple of years, so it's gonna be gonna be a pretty good game. And also, um, Andy Reid coaching against his former team. He coached the Eagles for a long time, then moved to the Chiefs, and has done really well there since. Um, so it'll be his former team versus his new team. Uh, his former team, now coached by Nick Sirianni, uh, has been the coach for two years now. Um, a, a good coach. Um and they're both really good coaches. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, James, any final thoughts? Mm, I think that's it for me. All right, that's about it for me, too. Uh, we both have Eagles winning. We both want the Chiefs to win. Uh, anything can happen in the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. Uh, on to the next segment. Last segment for today, we're going to be talking top five starting pitchers and top five first basemen. We'll go uh, starting pitchers first, we'll reveal our li- lists, and then we'll debate. Um, I'll go first, my top five starting pitchers. Sandy Alcantara at my number one, Justin Verlander at my number two, Corbin Burns number three, Shohei Otani number four, and to finish it off, Jacob DeGrom at number five. James, what are yours? All right, so these are top five pitchers going into 2023, so we don't know how good they will be yet. Uh, so I have Sandy at one, Shane McClanahan at two, Justin Verlander at three, Jacob DeGrom at four, and Dylan Cease at five. All right, um, our lists are kind of similar. Um, I noticed Dylan Cease at number five. Why do you rank him so highly? Um, I just think... He can be a lot better than he was really good last year. He's just going to keep, I think he'll get better and be one of the better pitchers. All right. Um, we both had Sandy Alcantara, the reigning NL Cy Young winner, um, at our number one spot. I think he's just a great pitcher on a Marlins team that has struggled in the past couple seasons. Um, but hopefully they'll be able to pick it up. Um He's a high velocity with some nasty um, breaking balls. And he's just an overall – like, he goes out there, pitches seven or eight innings every time. Some pitchers may pitch, like, 
seven innings one day, but then four innings the next start. Sandy goes out there every single time and delivers six plus innings. So um, I think he's, he should be the number one pitcher, and we both agree with that. Um, number two on my list, Justin Verlander. Um, he won AL Cy Young last year. The only reason he's not number one on my list is because he's older. He's 40 years old. Um, but he's still a great pitcher after 19 years in the league or something like that. Um, and James, what do you think? I mean, he's getting old. And if he gets hurt, his, like, and it's not like a, like, one, like, major injury in his career, I think it would be over. And he's, like, since he's getting older, he's not going to perform as good as he is. That's true. Um, so another player on my list, Corbin Burns, um, did not have a great se- He started off great last season, um, kind of went downhill from there. But in previous years, he's done really, really well. And I think that was just one unlucky season, you know, wasn't great, but he'll be a lot better next season. James, anything? Um, yeah, he's, a, he's got some nasty stuff, but, um, so, I think Dylan C should be top five, because he, he's, last season, he pitched a lot of great games, but some of the games he didn't do as well, but I think he can be, like, one of the best pitchers in the league. Another player that I noticed, um, was on yours, Shane McClanahan. Um, James, what do you think about him? He is, he's a really good pitcher, and I think next season, if he doesn't get hurt, he'll be one of the best pitchers by far. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I just think the players on my list are better, but he is a young pitcher who goes out there and performs. He was injured last year, for most of last year, but... He's proven himself to be a good pitcher, and I think he could become even an even better one um, this upcoming season. Um, all right, any last thoughts for the starting pitchers, James? Nope. All right, uh, we'll move on to the top five first basemen. We'll do the same format, uh, reveal, and then debate. My top five first basemen, number one, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Number two, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Number three, Freddie Freeman. Number four, Pete Alonzo. And number five, Jose Abreu. James, what about you? Um, I think that that Pete Alonzo should be at five. Abreu did amazing last season. So my top five are Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman. We got Vlad at three, Jose Abreu at four, and Alonzo at five. All right, so we all had, we had all the same players, um, just in different orders. Uh, I don't think it's really a debate. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, number one first baseman. He had an incredible season last year. Um, just keeps on building his like awards, his accolades. Uh, won MVP. He started off his career with the Diamondbacks, moving to the Cardinals. Um, just he's just a great player. Uh, contact and power. Uh, he's a really good fielder, too. He is getting older, but he is one of those players who 
maybe even gets better as he gets older. I don't know. Um, we had Vlad and Freddie Freeman switched. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did not have a great year last year. He struggled a little bit, but he ended up getting sort of back on track. Um, he will, in my opinion, do a lot better this year. He's proven himself to be able to hit home runs, get RBIs, but also have a decent average. Um, so I think he'll do great. James, what do you think? Yeah, I hope he does better. It's, he's really fun to watch, especially when he hits tanks because they go so far and he hits them like insanely hard. And Freddie Freeman, he, I did not expect him to be as good as he was last year. I thought I was, as he was getting older, he wouldn't be as good, but his average was like 320 last year, and he did amazing all year. So, I was, I agree with you. I think he did have a great year last year, but um, I thought he was going to be worse as he got older, and I think he still will. Um, no offense to you, Freddie. But I just don't think – I think he'll just lose a little bit each year as he gets older and older. I mean, he's at a decent age now where you kind of have to – I'm not uh, I'm not sure. Um, he – he, great average, but I, Vlad is more fun to watch. He's younger, and I think he's just a better player. Um, we also had Pete Alonso and Jose Abreu switched around. I think, oh, I'm a Mets fan. So, Pete Alonso, um, he's, I couldn't put him in front of uh, Freeman, Vlad, or, uh, or Goldschmidt. But, um, he's a player who has proven himself to be able to hit home runs. And last year, he hit for some average, too. He had a decent average, a ton of home runs, and a ton of RBIs, like over 125 at least. Um, so, and Abreu is 39 years old. He's a good player. Do not get me wrong. He's a great player. And he hit for like 300 average last year. But he, uh, I would not go as far to say that he'll do better than Pete Alonso next year. James, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think Pete Alonso will get much better as he grows up, but you never know. I think he'll recognize not to chase, which he did way better last year. Like, he didn't hit as many home runs, but he did not chase on those breaking balls down and away. Um, he was able to drive the outside pitch to right field for a base hit. Just, um, uh, higher pitches, he could not do anything. Like, the up and in pitches, he couldn't. I, I didn't see him hit, like, one of those. Well, that may be true, but that could be something he could work on. And he could get better at that. Um, Jose Abreu, however, with um, his time and them will be ticking away. I'm not sure he'll be able to reach that level that Pete Alonso can reach. I think Pete Alonso has a lot more potential than Jose Abreu, and that's why I ranked him higher. Um, James, any thoughts? Mm, not really. All right, that'll about do it. Um, 
that'll be it for the top five starting pitchers and the top five first basemen. That'll be about it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. I'm your host, Jack Martin, here with James Ferrante. Adios. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.